0: Welcome to the Millerville Community Church podcast of our Sunday morning sermon series where the Word of God is always the focus of our hearts and prayers. Although we are often considered a cowboy church, we are actually a community of diverse people from many different backgrounds who have a common commitment to our Lord Jesus Christ and the Word of God. And now, here is a message from Sunday morning at MCC. Closet in your home, how to start battling for your life and for your family and for your neighbors. Uh, you'll get a chance to be a part of that or get a refresher on that. Marilyn did that and she uh, is attending our spiritual strategies workshop on how to engage in spiritual warfare. And uh, she is not as tall as me, but she is mighty in the Lord. <laughs> and very courageous and she has been uh, working hard and putting these things to work and she has called on us prayer warriors in this church to back her in prayer and many of you have been praying for Marilyn and her ministry and now we get to hear what God has been doing and we are so thrilled to do that God bless you Marilyn and uh, may the Lord be with you as you share his work with us
1: Well, I I really appreciate you guys coming out. I thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to speak, and this is good weather to come out. The sun is out, and we're in a new year, the 2020, and I feel like this year is going to be really good. I'm excited. I'm excited for what the Lord's going to do. He's already doing work. I've seen breakthroughs. I've seen prayers answered. I've seen prayers come to pass. And so the Lord's doing something new and something great in each and everybody's life, and... I just want to open up and say that you guys are all here for a reason. Nobody didn't come here by accident. You guys are all here for a reason. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. God created each and every one of you guys to do amazing things. So you guys remember that. So I just want to open up in prayer that the Lord leads me. I thank you Jesus, for today, Lord. Lord, I pray Lord, that you would give us teachable spirits that you lead us and guide me, Lord, that I do not do anything in my own flesh, but, Lord, it is by the power of God and the Holy Spirit that leads me and guides me, and I pray that the Holy Spirit would give me something new and fresh to speak as I speak to the people here today, Lord, that each and every one of them, Lord, would be touched, Lord, that each and every one of them, Lord, would make their own personal decision, Lord, to follow you, Lord, Lord, that you are the master that we serve and follow wholeheartedly, that we seek ye first there, the kingdom of God, and all of your righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to us. We thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord, Lord, that you fill up our hearts, Lord, that you open up our spiritual eyes and ears, that we would be spiritually awoken and spiritually fed by the word of God. We thank you, Lord, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I just want to thank you guys first for the abundance of Bibles that you guys have given me. All of the Bibles that I received went to help all of the people that I've met in all of these First Nations communities. So i just like to say, you know, God is going to bless you for helping somebody and making a big difference in somebody's life and changing changing a heart and changing a life. You know, people people's coming to the Lord because each and every one of you is helping and it's not, you might think it's just something very little, but actually in God's eyes and these communities that don't have those kind of resources is something very big and something great. So I just, if I could run around and give you all a pat on the back, I would, but I'm sorry, I can't. So I have a picture here that I just wanted to pass along. This was a picture. This is a picture of my dad's dad. So this is my grandpa Joseph Poregal from the Sixaga Nation, and this was in 1977 when Prince Charles came down to the Blackfoot Crossing, and they, they signed the Treaty 7. And so I just wanted to pass that along to everybody else so people can take a look at that. And actually that picture is archived in the Glenbow Museum. When we started, I had such a hunger to pray, to pray for people. And I had a, a, another prayer warrior friend I would go to her and I, and I would share my, what, the, what the Lord has put on my heart. And so we would agree in prayer. And I said, you know, I really want to go into the First Nations communities and I want to pray with people, but I don't exactly know where to start. So I started um, talking to people and uh, people would give me a, a number to somebody else. And so that kind of led into, I met uh, two ladies and, and I just explained on my heart, I just want to, you know, pray with people bring people together and just, you know, be a sower for the Lord of God, being his hands and feet and being his vessel and just pouring out this gift because he each gives us a gift not to keep for ourselves. It's to share. It's to share with others. It's to pour out on others. So we started a prayer group in the Satina Nation, um, and then it developed into a Bible study. We started up a church in the Satina. Um, We went in there about a week before, and we prayed inside of that church that the God would send in a minister to come and teach the word of God, to bring the people um, encouragement and just bring them back to the Lord. And it was about a week later, There's a minister that came and started up the church again. So now there's a church going, there's a Bible study going, there's a prayer group going in the Satina Nation. Um, they're going to start another Bible study up uh, for noon hours, but praying, praying with the elders because the elders need to be encouraged as well. And not every elder is mobile enough to travel around. So the people will be going to the elders' houses and just being the word of God. And so I'm just so excited what the Lord has done. And when I started out, you know, I never dreamed that the Lord would use me in this way. You know, he does exceedingly abundantly all that we can ever hope for, imagine, or ask for. So when I said, Lord, I'm hungry, I want to do something for you, You know, I'm a servant of God, just like Paul said, I'm an ambassador in chains for the Lord. You know, I want to give my life to the Lord. And it was like what Pastor John was saying, you know, you got to surrender. Eventually, you got to give it your all. There was a time when I did struggle in my life and I was just trying to control things and hold things. This is mine. This is mine. And trying to hoard. And God said, you know, you got to let it all go. You got to let it all down. You got to dedicate your kids to the Lord. You got to, you know, know that I'm going to take care of you you know, he, he takes care of us, and so when I surrendered all, the thing that I was thinking, when God was telling me, you got to surrender this, you got to surrender that, I was thinking, well, I'm going to lose all of this, but actually, when you surrender all, and you give it all up, and you lay it all down, there's actually 10 times more that comes back to you, and God just, wow, it's just like, I can't even explain, like, There was just times where I'd have dreams and visions of God, and he would reveal things to me in prayer of what he wanted me to go and speak to people, and so God has been very good. So I've met so many people along the way. I've met teachers, preachers, evangelists, dreamers, visionaries, people who pray in tongues, and I've met seers, people who see angels, people who uh, reveal things in different colors, I guess, about the auras and stuff like that. So God has been very good to us. He's been very good to me and my boys. And so the Lord is my husband. He satisfies my every need. He's a father to the fatherless. He's a father to my boys. You know, he adopted us into the kingdom of heaven. So he takes care of us. God has put on my heart to travel to other First Nations communities. I go to the Sitenai, I go to Sikhsigai, I go to Brockett. And eventually I know that the Lord will be putting on my heart to travel to other nations. Uh, I strongly believe in giving out the gospel material to help people grow in their faith. The Bible says that faith without works is dead, so you've got to give you gotta have faith, you know, you gotta have faith to back, back it up. You have faith and your works to back it up. So in the book of Genesis 15, 6, 7, it says Abraham believed the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of your and the Chaldeans, to give you this land to take possession of it. And then Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery for sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so I just thank God to be praying for people that are born again to see the kingdom of God in all of these first nations, that the Lord will open up their eyes to see, that they will no longer be blinded. And then John 3.3 says, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And then Psalm 68.11 says, The Lord announces the word, and the women who proclaim it are a mighty throng. So when the Lord puts, puts a word on your heart, he gives you the boldness, he gives you the courage to go out there, to share your faith. And the person I was before, I was so shy, I was so timid, you know, I didn't want to, I was always thinking, well, I, I don't want to go say this or that because what if they think the wrong thing? Or, And then the Lord just put on my heart and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and it's just like go out there and encourage others, build each other up, build up the kingdom of God, to bring the kingdom of God near to those who don't have that, that resources to go to church, you know, to go to feed off the word of God. So he sends people out there like evangelists, he sends preachers, teachers out there into these communities, you know, there's no, he'll send people out way into the deep of the Amazon, if it's just one person, one person underground, if it's one person way on top of a mountain, He'll send a missionary to go out there to preach the gospel to that one person. And it says in the word of God, when the last person is saved, he's going to come. Each and every one of us all has a role to play. And when God puts on our heart to go and share the faith, whether it's to your family, to your workplace, to your friends, to your community, if God puts it on your heart to share the word, you just go out there and you share the word. You know, don't, don't try to overthink it. Don't try to double think it. If the, if, the, if the Holy Spirit's saying, go out there and share the word, then you go on that whim. You know why? Because God's got your back. You know, he says he's going to shelter you underneath his wings. He's going to cover you. You know, he's with you. You know, the God that we serve is a mighty God. The God that calms the, the seas and the winds and the storms. You know, he turned Moses' staff into a snake and it, air, it ate the, the pharaoh's snake, you know. And all of this and that. He splits the seas for us. He makes a way for us where we cannot see a way. When people are stuck between a rock and a hard place, that doesn't mean that, that that's the last word. you got to remember that God always has the last word. You're an overcomer. So I had to fully surrender my life to Christ. I had to lay it all down. I couldn't hold anything back. And it's just what I was explaining. I never dreamed God would use me in this way for his plans and his purposes. The Lord says that man may make many plans, but the Lord's plans always prevail. That means they always come to pass. You know, some may trust in kings and queens and horses and chariots, but I trust in the name of the Lord. The God I serve makes a way. He splits the seeds. He rains over all. He turns the water into, into wine. He refreshes our soul. So we just want to rejoice in the Lord, for this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm just so thankful for God, for the things that he's doing in my heart and my life. And I know he's continuing to work, and he's continuing to show me new things. Uh, you know, you, ne- you never stop learning. You continue to learn, right, probably until the day you die, you're still learning. And so, uh, you know, the body, it's an amazing thing, you know. God didn't design a person to hold on to bitterness. He didn't design a person to hold on to anger or hatred or jealousy or envy or any of those things. He never designed it to be that way. He designed our body where he said, Cast it all on me. That's why the reason why he died on the cross was for us to make a way, to set us free. He said, You know, he died to give us abundant life so that we may live it to the full and to the abundance until we overflow. The devil comes around like a, seeking someone to steal, to kill, and de- to devour and to destroy, but we got to pray that we not g- fall into temptation we got to pray that the Lord makes a way for us, that we're standing on guard. He opens up our spiritual eyes and ears. He removes the blinders from our eyes and from our hearts so that we may see. We ask the spirit of truth to be on us, to lead us and guide us. You know, when we follow the Lord, he leads us to pleasant places. He refreshes our soul. He guides us beside still waters and to lush and green meadows. And and I really had to surrender my life to come to the Lord to fully understand that. That God, he doesn't fool around. You know, when he means business, he means business. And I had to learn that the hard way. All these things I'm speaking to you, I had to learn. Nobody came up to me and said, oh, this is the way of it. You got to do this and that. No, I had to learn. I had to learn the hard way. And I know for myself, God, when he means business, he doesn't fool around. And he says to forgive or he'll hand you over to the tormentors. He means it. He says, forgive as I've forgiven you. And so, when I was having struggles with my husband when we were married at that time, there was I was holding on to bitterness for such a long time because he was always fooling around with other women. He was out there, you know, and I was and I just I did it didn't seem fair to me. I said God is not fair, and he would whisper to my heart and he said, you know, you got to forgive him, you got to forgive him seventy times seventy, and then. So I actually started counting. Okay, well that's seventy, now what? And then he said, Start over. And I said, that's not fair. Said, so ah, whatever. So I said, You're not you're not very fair, God. And so I kinda d- I went off, I did my own thing, I kinda strayed away and I started filling up with bitterness and then my husband and I'm going his own way and and then I had to go through that time where the Lord did hand me over to the tormentors. I did. I, re- I went through a really dark time in my life, a time where there was despair. It was like you're in the desert. It was hopeless. There was no light. And I said, you know, God, what am I going to do? And he said, forgive him. And it took me a long time. And then one day I just went down into prayer and I was just praying and then I said, God, I can't do this anymore. I don't wanna. I don't wanna hold on to this bitterness anymore. I don't think this is the way of life. I don't wanna live like this no more. You know, I see other people out there. They're happy. They're doing their own thing. What is it that they got that I don't? And so when I went into prayer, the Lord. I said, "Help me to forgive. Give me that extra dose of grace that I need to forgive because I can't do it in my own flesh." And He gave me that grace to forgive, and He set me free. Uh, there's just a freedom I couldn't even explain. And the Lord, when He says, "I will fight for you," I will, I will give you victory. I will fight your battles for you. You only need to be still and know that I am gone. So when I went into that courtroom, my husband wanted to go to court and. So when we went there, I just felt this quietness inside of me. And so the crown prosecutor said, "Well, what do you want to do? You want to go through and testify and whatever?" And I said, "Well, just, just I just want peace. Just, just if there has to be a peace bond or whatever to set that tone of peace, let there be peace because I don't. That's as far as I want to go." And so when I told the judge that, it was just like just this whole piece and I could see the Lord was, was fighting for me through that judge. And it was just this whole peace in the courtroom I couldn't even I couldn't even uh, understand. You know, he gives you the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I was just, you know, wow. You know, just blown away by how God can do great things. And today I don't hold any any grudges or anything against him and I pray good things for him. I pray that the Lord will Teach them and show them the way, and give them the grace. And I just pray for peace for people around us, because uh, a lot of people they may not really understand if they're not in the Word of God or to know the Word of God that there's actually snares and traps that the devil tries to try to set up. He tries to make people fall into temptation, and when they actually sin, he tries to keep them there. So he tries to say bad things to them. you will never amount to anything. And, and you're worth nothing, and it tries to, tries to captivate them. But the Lord has come, he says, proclaim the good news and liberty to set all of the captives free so that you're removing all of the shackles of death from them. You're removing chains and bondages and shackles and strongholds, and you're removing all of those generational curses, you know, and you're setting these people free and praying for them that they actually see the light and that the God works divine encounters inside of their life so that they see God and know God for themselves inside of their heart so that God can say well I know him and that he knows me because they have a relationship together and so I just want to say that if you guys are going through anything God is the only way he's the only way he's the way the truth and the life you know he says nobody comes to the father except through me so Jesus right now, he's interceding prayers for us right now in the kingdom of heaven. says in the book of Revelations that prayers of the saints go up are like a, a, a bowl of incense of smoke in the kingdom of heaven right now. So God hears our prayers, and it's actually a sweet fragrance for him right now. So he said when you to go out and spread around a sweet fragrance of the knowledge of God around everywhere, you know, be a sower of men. Be fruitful for God and multiply. You know, God's going to give you all of these things. He's going to add it to you as long as you're just doing and obeying what he's calling you to do. It says in the word of God that God seeks that obedience is better than sacrifice. He wants you to obey. He wants your heart. He wants you to lay it all down and just let it all go. If there's a time after this church service, you got to go home and just get quiet with the Lord and just pour out your heart if you got to cry to him, you just let it all go. Because we're all humans. And, and we're here for a purpose and a plan. It says in the word, he predestined us. He created us for such a day and for such a time. You know, for the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And if you ever feel fearful of just going out there and sharing the word, you go to Ephesians uh, 6.19. It says, pray also for me that whatever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which and I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So it says a person that prays in the word of God is a righteous person. And those prayers are strong. So you got to pray the word of God if you really want to see results in your life. You got to surrender. You got to come to God. Whatever he's tugging at your heart, you know, you would save yourself so much more time if you stop playing tug of war with God and just let it all go. And so I just want to pray that you guys will see the light and that you guys will continue to grow. I pray that the uh, expansion will go along as planned, as the Lord wants to plan it, however he wants to do it. We pray, Lord, that you will make it so, and that you said, Lord, speak it as though it were, and so we speak it as though it were, Lord, that you will have your way in this congregation, in this church, the body of Christ, that we're in your hands and your feet, Lord, that we are instruments of God, and Lord, that we just pray that you would fill us and give us a happy day as we go out there. Give us the courage and the strength to spread the gospel, Lord, to help others to be fruitful and to be uh, rooted in Christ's love. We thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: You'll find a warm, relaxed atmosphere at MCC. We love worship and music here. Our Sunday service starts at 10.30 a.m. and runs till noonish. Coffee and snacks are served. Children's church and childcare are available.